the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardtlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Good morning and welcome to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. I'm your co-host, Christiana Villegas, an event planner for Marquardt Law Firm. I'm here today with Todd Marquardt. And how are you this morning, Todd? I'm doing great. And by the way... This is going to be so much fun and so exciting. Oh, absolutely. It's been a lot of fun getting today's episode ready. Yes, we're going to be talking taxes. But first, I wanted to let you know what the mission of Talk Law Radio is. We want to help you discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs our law license, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law, but does not want us to attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of general information. Instead, contact an attorney like Marquardt Law Firm to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. Before we get started talking taxes, let's begin with prayer. Absolutely. Dear God, thank you for this day and for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us our sins, our mistakes, doing the wrong thing and failing to do your will. Please help those who are considering Proposition 4 to prohibit state income tax in Texas. Please help Christiana and me and those who we interview today to good to give good information to the listeners about those issues. Help us to use the gifts and talents that you've provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So what exactly about prohibiting a state income tax? Yes, Texas does not have income tax now, currently. Okay. And there's a proposal to make double sure of that. Oh, goodness. So there's a, a on the ballot coming up in November, Proposition 4 is to prohibit a state income tax. What it says, well, let me give you some background first. Texas Constitution Article 8, Section 1A requires all taxation in the state to be equal and uniform. Section 24 allows the legislature to impose by general law a net income tax on individuals, including an individual's share on partnership and unincorporated association income, but only if it's approved by a majority of registered voters voting in a statewide referendum. So, it could happen. And that's what this proposal is meant to stop from happening. So, people are just trying to look forward to the future to try and make it more secure for those who acknowledge it in the now. Well, 
instead of you and I trying to figure <laughs> out what the the person who uh, proposed it wanted to achieve, what we're going to ask uh, Chairman Burroughs, one of the sponsors of the amendment, uh, to come on the phone. But first, let's talk to uh, our next guest on on the phone. Absolutely. Our first guest who has agreed to come with us is the president of the League of Women Voters of Texas, going by Grace Shemaine. She will be joining with us to help us understand what the League of Women Voters of Texas does in the community and what her take is on this proposition for. We are going to be getting in touch with her in just a moment. And Grace, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Thank you, Grace. You're on live here on Talk Law Radio. Thank you for joining me and Todd. Well, hello, everyone. I'm happy to be here. Great. This is going to be so exciting, talking taxes, right? (laughs) Oh, boy. So exciting. (laughs) Will you tell us a little bit about yourself, your education and background? I am a retired pediatric nurse practitioner. And I joined the league in 2012 after running, uh, helping out on a campaign. I decided I wanted to uh, be involved in an organization that was nonpartisan, uh, that did not support or oppose political parties or candidates. So I joined the League of Women Voters. Okay, so you're saying that uh, you don't really have a dog in this hunt. You know, every once in a while we take a position on one of the uh, constitutional amendments. But no, we did not do that for these 10 constitutional amendments. We are not taking a position. We're just explaining what they are, and we're providing pros and cons. A little short video voters can watch. Uh, We tried to uh, create a, a voter's guide that voters can go to and easily find out whether they want to vote for or against each of the propositions. Wow, that's really amazing because how often is it that people just get confused the minute that you say voting or what an amendment is, what a proposition? Sometimes you just need something explained in basic English, right? Just simple explanations, and that's what we try to do. And I'm telling you, it is not an easy thing. We're an all-volunteer organization, and I had we had to go and talk to the, the folks who were for the different uh, propositions and folks who were against the different propositions and other organizations to interview them and find out what the pros and cons could be. So it's, it's just fascinating. And then we had to take their difficult, difficult uh, uh, lawyerly, sorry, uh, written explanation and try to make it in a simple format so that voters can really make an informed decision. Okay, so you're talking about what the League of Women Voters does. Uh, More generally, how is the organization set up and what's its mission? Well, the mission is empowering voters and defending democracy. What a great mission. Yeah. It is an exciting organization to be in right now. Although we are nonpartisan and we never support or oppose parties or candidates, we do study issues and we do take a stand on issues and take action at the Capitol. But but the most important thing we do is provide voter information so that voters feel comfortable making decisions about candidates, finding out what's on their ballot, uh, and learning about uh, constitutional amendments and this voter's guide. And where exactly can they find this information? It's easy to go to lwvtexas.org to find the voter's guide. It's very top of the website. Say that again. Uh, What is the website? lwvtexas.org for League of Women Voters, Texas. Or go to vote411.org. And that's one of my favorite sites because... That provides our voters' guide, and also, if you happen to have a league in your community, then you will have the local uh, candidates up on the voters' guide too, so you can see what how they answered our questions. What if they don't have a league in their community? If they don't have a league in their community, hopefully, 
they'll get some people together and start a league. It's really easy. We've made it as easy as possible to start a league in communities. We have, oh, 34, 35 leagues in Texas right now, and we'd like to have more leagues in Texas, more communities who have a voter's guide and have the inf- and, and volunteers registering voters and providing information uh, so that voters can make informed choices. For those of us that don't like to read, you have <laughs> videos, right? Yes. We had such a fun this summer. We had five interns, and they came in, and they created really short, simple videos explaining each of the amendments and the pros and the arguments for and the arguments against. And so it's really simple and easy to watch. only takes less than two minutes. Uh, to watch about each of those uh, ten amendments. Well, this and is... you can find those on our on our website, or you can find them on vote411.org. Well, thank you for joining us, Grace. It was really great to know that you have this resource available for the voters. Again, that is LWV Texas, the full word dot org. You can go there and read up on the pros and cons, or find the videos. But stay tuned when we return with Chairman Dustin Burrows here on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. Hey parents, don't go on vacation. Okay, at least not until you've properly protected your minor children with a legally enforceable Kids Protection Estate Plan. If you have minor kids, and especially if you're a single parent or don't have a lot of family in the area, you need to protect your children in case something happens to you. Dealing with the craziness of 281 and 1604 every day is enough to make you realize every day is a gift and the responsibility one has as parents. Meet Brittany Lestitian, an attorney with Marquardt Law Firm, hosting a free Kids Protection Plan seminar on October 24th, 5.30 p.m., Northwood Presbyterian School at 518 Pike Road, San Antonio, Texas, where you will learn about how the attorneys work with parents every day to legally document their wishes regarding who will care for their kids and perhaps, more importantly, how. Space is always limited, so be sure to register today. Register now by calling 210-530-4278. MarkCourtLawFirm.com. If you are a veteran or spouse at least 65, do not apply for VA benefits until you learn about new regulations passed in 2018. Attorney Todd Marquardt is accredited to appeal denied benefit claims. The Marquardt Law Firm is hosting a free VA regulation and aid seminar October 24th at Northwood Presbyterian Church, 518 Pike Road in San Antonio. Hosted by Attorney Brittany Lastition. Learn about these changes and how to better qualify for a non-service connected veterans pension. Register by calling 210 530 Hi, and welcome back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. Still here, Christiana Villegas, your co-host, and we just finished interviewing Miss Grace Shemaine, the president of the League of Women Voters, to help us understand this new proposed constitutional amendment called Proposition 4. Yes, the Proposition 4 prohibits a state individual income tax. If you're just joining us, reminding you that Texas does not currently have an income tax, but this proposition would make double sure that it's not going to happen without significant involvement from the voters and the representatives. We're going to call... Uh, Representative Chairman Dustin Burroughs, who was one of the sponsors of Proposition 4. Well, that's very interesting then. Uh, Chairman Burroughs, can you hear us? I can. Can you hear me okay? Yes, this is great. Thank you for joining us, Chairman Burroughs. Welcome. Happy to be on today. I appreciate the opportunity. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, You know, I grew up in Lubbock, Texas. I have been a practicing lawyer uh, since 2005, um, primarily it's all been litigation. I've done commercial litigation, uh, insurance defense, personal injury, but everything has been either in the courtroom or heading towards the courtroom. Uh, I finished my third session. This last session, I was the uh, chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, uh, meaning that you know we're responsible for all things taxes, whether it's uh, property tax, franchise tax, sales tax, or even considering an income tax. And we look at those things regularly to make sure that we keep Texas very competitive 
with the rest of the country for job creation and business growth. Sounds like fun. It is. I enjoy <laughs> it thoroughly. All taxes. Uh, so then tell us, why are you so passionate about prohibiting state income tax? Well, I think we have to start by looking at, you know, where Texas is. Um, we continue to have a strong economy. Our GDP grew uh, 4.4% this last uh, during 2019. Um, personal income grew 4.7%. Unemployment's down to 3.6%. Businesses are moving here. Current businesses are expanding. People want to be in Texas because our economy is strong and robust. And I believe one of the cornerstones to that is we're a business-friendly environment, and we have a low overall tax burden, one of the lowest in the country. And I want to keep it that way. I want to preserve that for the next generation. Um, what you see is a lot of other states um, have you know, spent all the money they have with property taxes and sales tax and decided to go out and create a new tax, a personal income tax, and we promised that that would cut one of those two taxes. But what happens is within two or three years, that tax cut is eroded away, and you have a second tax, and the overall tax burden is significantly greater. And so I think this is an opportunity for Texans to have their voices heard and make sure that we remain a pro-business, pro-growth, low-tax state. Great. I, I don't know anybody who would argue with that. Ke- keeping taxes low helps us to keep more money in our pockets. Will you um, refresh our memory? What, what's the current law on income tax? We don't yeah, have well, one, but it could be uh, enacted somehow. Yeah, so a little history. We've never had an income tax here in Texas, and uh, uh, Lieutenant Governor Bob Bullock had flirted with the idea at one point in time, and because of that flirtation, there is an extra threshold that has to be met currently, which means a simple majority of the House and Senate can pass a bill and then let the voters decide if they want an income tax. Uh, What this proposition will do will actually amend the Constitution to completely ban it, requiring not just a simple majority, but a supermajority. And I will tell you from being on the House floor, there is a huge difference between getting 76 votes and getting 100 votes, which is the supermajority. So this is the extra burden that anyone or any future legislator would have to go through to actually create an income tax. But I think what really I want to highlight is this would change, this would add protections I think is much needed. But this last session was focused on property taxes. While we are an overall low-tax state, we do have a high tax burden on property taxes. So that hurts homeowners. That hurts businesses. And we passed the most historic property tax reform initiatives last session, and we provided a little bit of property tax relief. During the interim, you know, my committee, the governor, and others are going to be, I believe, looking at trying to lower property taxes even more. But to do that, we're going to have to look at revenue. And we're going to have to look at dedicating revenue. There's a lot of groups and constituencies out there who want to create the income tax to do that. I think that's completely wrong. And this gives Texans kind of a opportunity to weigh in, you know, during those debates to express their frustration with the idea of creating a new tax that would hurt their ability to save and spend money and I think hurt the economy. So as we go through this, we'll look at other means of revenues to drive down property taxes rather than creating this new income tax, which I'm completely opposed to, which is why I suggest voting yes for Prop 4. If this amendment passes, would it be impossible to bring an income tax to Texas in the future? No, not impossible. There's still a way. The Constitution can always be amended again by a future legislature. Um, But again, that would require a two-thirds supermajority rather than just a simple majority um, of the House and the Senate to actually get something done. So it would make it significantly more likely. Mm-hmm. And, and, and one thing I do want to make sure that I get in is there's been a little bit of misinformation about Prop 4. You know, number one, I, I think that everyone needs to know voting yes on it means you are against a property tax, I mean, against the income tax. But also, this will not affect businesses paying the franchise tax. There's been some people who said this is a backdoor. I wondered about that. It's not. We cleared that up in statute. And so that's a complete red herring for anybody who's concerned about that. And that's now statutorily fixed. 
Well, if everyone is tuning in right now and hearing about this discussion of putting in your vote and what amendments and propositions are, don't change the channel. You have tuned in to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. We are on air. Thank you for joining us, Chairman Dustin Burroughs, to help us understand more about your Proposition 4. Yeah, so I just want to say it again for the listeners. Proposition 4 would prohibit the state legislature from establishing a personal state income tax. So tell us again, uh, Chairman Burroughs, why is this so important? If you're like me and you believe that people are moving to Texas, businesses are expanding, and the economy is growing because we're a business-friendly, low-tax state, then you do not want a personal income tax imposed. That is going the wrong direction. And Prop 4 is an opportunity for Texans to affirm their belief in being a low-tax, business-friendly state is a good thing, that businesses create jobs, not government, and we need to have this extra protection. So Prop 4, yes, is a good vote to do that. And voters all across the state will have an opportunity to vote on this, right? That is correct. That is one of the uh, constitutional amendments that's on the ballot. It is a, the bill and the amendment came through the House Ways and Means Committee. I was one of the four uh, joint authors of the bill, and uh, I think it's really good policy, and I think it's a really good opportunity for Texans to weigh in about our future and who we want to be and how we want to define ourselves and our economy and keeping it growing. Do you mind if we mention some of the comments that we received from some of our local representatives? Can we take some time to do that? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we we reached out to the senators and representatives uh, of the state legislature to ask them uh, what they thought of uh, Proposition 4. And for for those who were able to comment, uh, Christiana will, will mention what they said. Well, I was able to get a comment from Senator Pete Flores with District 19 over Pleasanton. His comment was, I was co-sponsor of HJR 38 during the legislature, and I remain fully supportive of doing everything we can to ensure Texas will never have a state income tax. Texas families need to keep more of their money. Texas has thrived low on taxes and low regulation. A yes vote on Proposition 4 this November means no income tax in Texas anytime soon. Another comment I was able to obtain from Senator Judith Zerferini over District 21 over Laredo. I voted against House Joint Resolution H.38 by Representative Jeff Leach over Allen because the Texas Constitution already prohibits the legislator from imposing a state income tax unless voters approve it via the statewide referendum. What's more, there has been no legislative interest in establishing one. Our Constitution already is too cumbersome, and amending it would should be restricted to priority issues that have no other means of resolution. Another comment I was able to obtain From Representative Philip Cortez over District 117 over San Antonio. During the 86th legislative session, I voted in favor of HJR 38, now set to appear on the November ballot as Proposition 4. This proposal would prohibit the Texas legislator from establishing a personal state income tax. Currently, the legislator is capable of passing a general law enacting a state income tax, which can be enacted by a simple majority vote as opposed to the two-thirds vote of both houses required for an amendment to the Constitution. I support Proposition 4 because of a constitutional amendment prohibiting the legislator from establishing a state income tax would make it more difficult for the state to create a tax on Texans in the future. I have one more comment. Yeah, we'll give you the last word, but there's one more. Thank you. Representative Ray Lopez over District 125, also San Antonio. The state of Texas cannot know what challenges lay ahead. To make a state income tax unconstitutional would only make the process to access that funding resource more difficult and time-consuming, 
Given that our state already requires a 51% majority of the legislature to create one, this could prove catastrophic if Texas is ever faced with a crisis that warrants the implementation of an income tax. Okay, so now that you've heard comments from some of your colleagues, how would you respond? So first off, I'm glad to see that there is bipartisan support for this. And I think that the names you read show that. Um, completely agree with Senator Flores. I think he's doing a tremendous job, you know, and, and really appreciate the fact that people are coming together on this. But what I think I would highlight is there is interest by some in creating this additional tax. Um, whether it's out in public or behind the scenes, there are groups that want us to create a new tax and to do this. Government needs to live within its means. Having this Taking this off the table is a good thing. And as we go into the next session, looking at how to give further property tax relief to the homeowners across this entire state, I will tell you, we should not do that by creating a personal income tax that is moving in a completely wrong direction. It will destroy businesses, people's savings, and the prosperity and the economic engine that has driven Texas. And so this is a good vote to vote yes on Prop 4 to make sure Texans' voices are heard that we don't want to go this direction. Well, thank you for joining us, Chairman Burroughs. We're really glad to have you on here and help us understand your proposition. So stay tuned. We are going to come back here on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt as we continue to cover what is proposition for and what are the pros and cons. Don't change that channel as you stay tuned for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. Back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. I'm Christiana Viegas, your co-host on the show and event planner for Marquardt Law Firm. We just got finished with our interview with Chairman Dustin Burroughs to help us understand his proposed constitutional amendment of Proposition 4. Yeah, what I wanted to mention again for those who may be getting in and out of the car or just now joining us is that Proposition 4 is a proposed amendment to the Texas Constitution to prohibit a state individual income tax. Texas Constitutional Article 8, Section 1A requires all taxation in the state to be equal and uniform. Section 24 allows the legislature to impose, by general law, a net income tax on individuals, including an individual's share of partnership and unincorporated association income only if approved by a majority of registered voters voting in a statewide referendum. So Proposition 4 would change this. Let's hear from Mr. Levine what he thinks. Mr. Levine, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Hi, welcome, and thank you for joining us. You're live on the air here on Talk Law Radio. No, thank you for inviting me. Will you share with us a little bit about yourself? Uh, Sure. Um, I've been working at the Center for Public Policy Priorities for the last 25 years. And before that, I worked for 10 years for the House Research Organization, which is a branch of the legislature of the Texas House of Representatives. Uh, The center uh, was founded by the Benedictine Sisters of Bernie, Texas. Uh, they held, had a uh, nursing home in town in San Antonio that they sold, you know, as they were aging. And they set aside some of the proceeds to maintain good works in their monastery in Bernie. But they also hired somebody to come to Texas to try to, excuse me, to Austin to try to educate the legislature on health and human service issues, which were a great concern for them. Uh, I came to the center when we received a grant from the Ford Foundation to look at the revenue side of the issue. You don't want to just say we need more services, we need more programs. We need to be responsible in proposing how to pay for them, and that's my job. Tell us a little bit about your your education. How did you come to 
get into this line of work? Well, actually, I was an economics major in college, so I've always been interested in these kinds of numbers. I also went to law school. Um, I was in the East Coast, and then I met this fabulous woman from Austin and moved to Texas 40 years ago, and uh, we just celebrated our 40th anniversary, so that worked out very well. Oh, congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. Okay, so why are you so passionate, or why is your organization so passionate about this issue? Well, we think it's a, it's an unnecessary change. As I think you've already explained, there are provisions in the Texas Constitution that give voters control. The legislature cannot just pass a personal income tax. It could only take effect if approved by the voters in a statewide referendum. But there's more to, to the current constitutional protections. If the voters decided to adopt an income tax, two-thirds of the money would go to cut school property taxes. And the remaining third would go be dedicated to education. And then even after that, the tax rate couldn't be raised without further approval by the voters. So you have really tight control by the people of Texas and the money would go to what I think we all agree is our good goal, cutting property taxes, as Chairman Burroughs talked about, and investing in our schools. So the, the deal is on the table. Nobody's pushing for it. Nobody has filed, even filed a bill to create an income tax for the last three legislative sessions. And I don't believe there has ever been a hearing in front of the Ways and Means Committee on this issue. So it, it's not a clear and present danger, but we have something in the Constitution to protect the voters of Texas if they don't want to have something like this happen. Why would it be a bad idea for the amendment? Oh, because um, what it does is it's deciding now that we know better than the Texans of the future what they want to do. Um, as was described right now, if there were to be an income tax, it would be a bill passed the legislature, signed by the governor, and then subject to voter approval. If Prop 4 is approved, you would need a new constitutional amendment to, to overcome this prohibition, which would require a two-thirds vote of the legislature. Actually, the governor would have no role. It would go right on the ballot and be up to the voters again. So all it's doing is putting an additional hurdle in front of the Texans of 2039 or 2049 or 2059 who may decide things things may change by then. We don't know, for instance, how the sales tax will work. We've seen the Internet change where people buy things and how they buy things. We don't know what the future is going to be like. I think it's a little presumptuous of us to decide now we know what the people in the future are going to want to do, and we're going to make it harder for them to make this choice. I was reading the House research on this issue, and it mentions that the proposition lacks a definition for the word individual. Yeah, that is a big issue. I know Chairman Burroughs thinks that it's been taken care of, but this was raised by the Legislative Budget Board, an official state agency that has what's called a fiscal note attached to every bill before the legislators can vote on it. And they're the ones in the controller's office also that warned because individual isn't defined, it could be read to mean person. And we know that, that we've had Supreme Court cases that say corporations are people. So if you ban taxing individuals, it could be read to ban the franchise tax, which is a major tax in the state of Texas. It supports our schools, and I think it's about 8% of state income. So the um, controller's office is very concerned about that. They did make a last-minute change in an unrelated bill, but it's going to be tested in court, and it's just an unnecessary risk to take that really might cripple the ability of state government to pay for the services we need. Christiana want, needs to mention uh, our identification on air. Absolutely. So I know that this all sounds very confusing. The most exciting thing is taxes, right? Yay. But 
You are tuning in on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. We are speaking with Dick Levine to help us understand what the CPP is talking about and opposing Proposition 4 and trying to understand more of what are the pros and cons about this. Yeah, so I wanted to learn more about your organization. What's- sure. Well, we're about two dozen people now. We're funded primarily by foundations, although we do have a large fundraising dinner every year. We just had ours. Um, and we're concerned about providing health and human services and public education and, and other services in the state of Texas and sp- spend a lot of time in the Capitol with facts and data to try to convince legislators that it's worth it to make investments now for the long-term future of Texas. Okay, let me just talk about the business climate. Okay. Which is, there's, there's a thought that low taxes are the best way to attract business. Mm-hmm. But, you know, business needs an educated workforce. We need good schools and good institutions of higher education. And we need highways so that workers can get to work and they can get the goods they produce out into the market. And sometimes that takes money to, to pay for the schools and pay for the highways And because Texas doesn't have an income tax, the percentage of state and local taxes paid by business in Texas is much, much higher than the percentage paid by business in other states. So it's entirely possible sometime in the future that business might decide, you know, maybe if we had an income tax, we could use it to cut property taxes and sales taxes and franchise taxes and use the extra money, as the Constitution already says, to cut property taxes and invest in education. And that might be the best business climate sometime in the future. Okay, if somebody wanted to learn more about what your organization does, how could they find it? We have a website, and in fact, we're very excited. We just renovated it, so it should be more interesting and easier to move around. It is CPPP. That's C and Cat uh, Peter 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 for Center for Public Policy Priorities dot org, and we will have information about, as I mentioned, public education and health and human services and taxes, and also a lot about the upcoming census and the work we need to do to make sure everybody gets counted. It's very important for for. Um, federal funds, and also for redistricting that's coming up soon. Yes, thank you for joining us today on Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt. And I'm Christiana Villegas. Thank you for joining us, Dick Levine. It was great to know more about how your organization is trying to let everyone know about the cons on Proposition 4. That website, again, is C ppp.org that's cat peter piper pickle.org and stay tuned for talk law radio as we continue going over proposition four we will return thank you for joining us parents don't go on vacation okay at least not until you've properly protected your minor children with a legally enforceable kids protection estate plan if you have minor kids and especially if you're a single parent or don't have a lot of family in the area you need to protect your children in case something happens to you dealing with the craziness of 281 and 1604 every day is enough to make you realize every day is a gift and the responsibility one has as parents meet Brittany Lestitian, an attorney with Marquardt Law Firm hosting a free kids protection plan seminar on on October 24th, 5.30 p.m., Northwood Presbyterian School at 518 Pike Road, San Antonio, Texas, where you will learn about how the attorneys work with parents every day to legally document their wishes regarding who will care for their kids and perhaps, more importantly, how. Space is always limited, so be sure to register today. Register now by calling 210-530-4278. 
MarcourtLawFirm.com. If you are a veteran or spouse at least 65, do not apply for VA benefits until you learn about new regulations passed in 2018. Attorney Todd Marquardt is accredited to appeal denied benefit claims. The Marquardt Law Firm is hosting a free VA regulation and aid seminar October 24th at Northwood Presbyterian Church, 518 Pike Road in San Antonio, hosted by Attorney Brittany Lastition. Learn about these changes and how to better qualify for non-service-connected veterans' pension. Register by calling 210-530-4278, markwardlawfirm.com. And welcome back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. I'm your co-host, Christiana Villegas, and we just got off the phone with Dick Levine with the CPPP to help us understand their points on Proposition 4. That was quite a lot of information to go through, right, Todd? Very exciting. Oh, yes. <laughs> if you're just joining us, Proposition 4 is the proposed amendment to prohibit state individual income tax in Texas. Right now, the Texas Constitution, Article 8, Section 1A, requires all taxation in the state to be equal and uniform. And Section 24 allows the legislature to impose by general law, a net income tax on individuals, including an individual's share of partnership and unincorporated association income, but only if approved by a majority of registered voters voting in a statewide referendum. So you've heard that right. It is up to the voters, a majority of voters. You actually have a say in this. That's awesome. We like to have a say. So uh, Proposition 4 would prohibit the state legislature from establishing a personal state income tax. And that reminds me, I have a joke, because Mr. Levine, in our last segment, he um, brought up the franchise tax. Franchise tax. Yeah, Texas is funny. When you have an LLC in Texas... Struggle mightily to get your sales high enough to get over a million dollars. Everybody wants to hit their first million. That's time for celebration, right? Absolutely. Guess what? What? Texas wants to celebrate with you, and you're paying a franchise tax for reaching that sales threshold. (laughs) So congrats on the accomplishment, and don't forget to pay the controller. Oh, wow. So they really go for your wallet there. <laughs> yeah, I I was talking to my friend uh, Richard J. Garcia, CPA, and uh, he came up with that joke. So I have to give him some credit. If you think it was funny, uh, then you can thank me. But if it wasn't, I'll just blame him. Well, we just got off of our juggling of phone calls with our guests. We have our lines open now for anyone who's listening in. If you want to make a comment or share anything about your views on this Proposition 4, our lines are open at 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. We got to speak first with the president of League of Women Voters, for Texas with Miss Grace Shemaine. She helped us understand that if you want to know the pros and cons about Proposition 4, you can visit lwvtexas.org or go to vote411.org. And Congressman Burroughs helped us understand what the Proposition 4 is supposed to be helping the constitutional be able to carry out its duties for the people, and Mr. Levine helped us understand what the problems can be if that Proposition 4 gets put onto the ballot and passes. You can find that information at cppp.org. So in my research, Christiana, I learned that the, the, end of the counties tax uh, the property for the school districts. And that money is to fund the schools. Right. But there was a problem that some districts had more money than other districts. And so we've been, Texas has been using the franchise tax to help fund schools as well. Oh. Yeah. I learned that the franchise tax actually was started in 1907. 
And in 2018, the franchise tax brought in $3.69 billion. That's a billion with a B. B for oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot of money. And so the franchise tax is generally uh, a tax on businesses with revenue that exceeds a million dollars. But it's super complicated, and we'll probably have to bring in Richard J. Garcia, CPA, to explain all this. There's exemptions, and there's deductions, and we'll let a CPA explain that. Absolutely. I mean, you're a lawyer, not a tax advisor, right? Yeah, well, I don't do returns, and so he can help us with that part. Well, that's good to know. I do also want to let everyone know that we had reached out to many representatives and senators asking them if they could provide us a comment about Proposition 4. I reached out to Representative Trey Martinez-Fisher, Steve Allison, Lyle Larson, Diego Bernal, Roland Gutierrez, Barbara Gervin-Hawkins, Donna Campbell, and Jose Menendez. I was just having them unavailable for comment i did reach out to them and no comment was able to be taken down because they were unavailable but i do want to thank all of the representatives and senators and especially chairman burroughs for providing us their information and responses about proposition four let me ask you this what's the difference uh between death and taxes what Death doesn't get worse every time Congress meets. (laughs) If you're just joining us, we're talking about Proposition 4, which is a proposal to amend the Texas Constitution to prohibit individual income tax. Proposition 4 would add Section 24A to Article 8 of the Texas Constitution to prohibit the legislature from imposing a net income tax on individuals, including on individuals' shares of partnership and unincorporated association income. The ballot proposal will read, The constitutional amendment prohibiting the imposition of an individual income tax, including a tax on an individual's share of partnership and unincorporated association income. It's like I said the same thing twice, only on the ballot it's going to say imposition. That means imposing. So a yes on this proposal means no income tax. Why is it always vice versa when they have to put it on the ballot? I'm sure there's a rhyme and a reason for doing that. Uh, but we, we just have to go by what we learned today from Representative Chairman Burroughs and Mr. Levine from the CPPP. Well, fortunately, with Ms. Grace Chivamain having us at the beginning, if you want to know the pros and cons about Proposition 4, understand it a little better, please visit LWV. Texas.org. For those of you who might not have a chance to be able to read whatever articles it is that they have, Ms. Shemaine did mention there are videos on there. So please, the voters that you are listening in right now, this proposition is still going to be in your hands. You have a say in what's going to happen this fall. So visit LWVTexas.org so that way you can educate yourself and make your decision on the pros and cons of Proposition 4. There are other ballot proposals on there to amend the Texas Constitution. It just happens that this is the most exciting one. Of course, because who wants to think about income taxes until April, right? Everybody. (laughs) This is something that we should study up at night and on the weekends. If you want to let me know what you think, call us right now at 210-308-8867. Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. We're still taking calls before the end of this show. We really had a lot of information to go over, just trying to understand what is the current law for state income tax that there is none right now. Well, the supporters say that Proposition 4 would help keep the Texas economy strong. 
by ensuring that the state could not impose an individual income tax. That will send a message that Texas is committed to maintaining a business-friendly, low-tax economic environment. But the Bullock Amendment that they called it, that's Section 24 of Article 8, is to help in case an income tax is ever decided on in the future, that if it is used, it shall be used for reducing the rate of school property taxes and the remaining money would go towards education. Yeah, what you're talking about is the current law. And what the proposal amendment is saying that even that couldn't happen unless the an, another constitutional amendment were passed. So the critics say that Proposal 4 is unnecessary because the Constitution already has those provisions that you're talking about. Uh, that's a high bar for imposing a personal income tax. So, like you're saying, there's already something in place. Chairman Burroughs is saying we need for it to be even more difficult to impose a new income tax. But really, in the end, the voters are going to have the say. And if you uh, didn't learn enough, you can go visit all these websites that Christiana will tell you about. Absolutely. So please visit lwvtexas.org. That is the League of Women Voters of Texas's website, but it's very great for you to attend and go and learn more about all of the proposed amendments for the Constitution and laws of Texas. They are a nonpartisan group, and they are dedicated on empowering voters and defending democracy. So visit lwvtexas.org to find out the pros and cons of all the laws that you have an opportunity to vote on. What are we going to be talking about next week? Well, next week we are going to be having a recorded episode of learning about the hunting laws. Yes, it is hunting season, if you can't tell. And I will be hunting, maybe not next weekend, but the weekend after. So the the laws and regulations that are important to me and my son and uh, the rest of Texas hunters out there will be discussed over the next two weeks. So uh, tune in. Stay tuned on 11 o'clock every Saturday morning for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Thanks for joining us. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.